Hello, everybody, and welcome to Show Hoppers, The Last of Us, Season 1, Episode 4, Please Hold My Hand. I'm Kurt, joined by my former high school teacher, Mr. Sal. Kurt, you're like an envelope. No matter how much you push yourself, you'll still be stationary. I gotta be honest with you, Mr. Sal, I didn't get that one. Really? Yeah, what does the stationary mean? I didn't get it. Stationary is like paper products, like office paper products. That's called stationary? Yeah. Like you, I, it's like a note, but you could have like a notepad uh, with your name and title at the top, and that'd be your stationery. I refuse to believe that um, Ellie understood that. <laughs> I feel like most people my age and younger do not know what that means. <laughs> but, and this, and this girl's never even yeah. ridden in a car. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty confident she wouldn't get that joke. I don't get that joke. <laughs> I they said that, and I remember thinking, I really don't get that joke. <laughs> <laughs> like all these are pretty easy jokes to get, and I felt like insulted I didn't get that one. Is that joke like, in the game or no? I don't know. I mean, I don't remember if these um <laughs> the exact joke is. And honestly, I don't actually remember. I meant I didn't look it up. I meant to look up if this little joke stuff was in the was in the, the joke. The joke book, I believe, is in the game. But yeah, it, it sounds like something Ellie would do. <laughs> but I. But by the way, just real quick, the title is "Please Hold to My Hand." Oh, crap. What did I say? Please hold on to my hand. Oh. <laughs> that is a, that's a big difference. Yeah. All right. Or please hold my hand or something. Anyway, please hold to my hand, which is the lyric from the, mm, the, one, of the one of the songs. The it's Hank a lyric. Something. Yeah, the Hank Williams song. Yeah, there it's a go. lyric from that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, in either case, thank you for saying the joke I didn't get, Mr. Cell. Listeners, <laughs> we're covering Last of Us week by week as it airs live. Sal, let's get right to our ratings. Ratings. So, as per tradition, I must guess your rating, Mr. Sal. Hmm. Some of your predictions are right, some of them are wrong. We'll get into that later. No, they're all right. <laughs> they're not all right. <laughs> That's how I remember it. <laughs> Very selective memory you have. <laughs> uh... I'm trying to think. I mean, I don't think you liked it as much as last episode. I'll say that. I think you do like the dynamic between Joel and Ellie. That's a big. That's a big plus for you. Um, so I think everything with Joel and Ellie you're into. I my biggest question is how you feel about like Kathleen and her people. Of whether you're really into it or not into it or all right with it or that. that that's the biggest thing for me. So I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with. A, I'll say you gave it a, a nine. Okay. I think you love seeing Joel and Ellie develop the relationship. I think you're excited by the because they shift. I I know some things that because just from listening to the official podcast that this whole thing was originally supposed to be set in Pittsburgh. Uh, in the game, it's set in Pittsburgh, but they shifted it to Kansas City. So, but I think you like this Kansas City stuff. I think you like the the. Um, whatever this militia is. I assume that in the game, based on what I was hearing and what I would assume about a video game anyway, is that the militia, whatever you want. Do you want to call these people militia? What do you want to call them? We call them hunters if you want. Hunters? Yeah. Okay, I'm not sure why, but okay. I'm going to... We'll call them militia. I'm going to go with militia. I think that this militia is just... Like I have I assumed, it's a bunch of antagonists you have to tear through in the video game. They're, they're not really developed in any way. 
um, except maybe Henry and Sam. I'm not sure about that. That that's a possibility uh, that that they are. Um, but I think you like the extra development. Uh, I think that there's definitely. I think you're definitely having a hangover from the previous episode. So I don't think there's any way you give this a the same episode some ranking that you gave that. Uh, but I don't think you dislike. I I don't think you, I think you like it better in the second episode. So I'll give you. A, I'll say you gave it a nine. All right. Okay. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty all right. Like that. Yeah, I think you got me pretty um well on there. I I thought about giving it an eight. I gave it a low nine. Okay. Uh, and but you got me right. I liked the Joe and Ellie components of it. Uh, seeing the militia closer. You're right about it in the game. In the game, it's accurate as to what happens, but they don't go. You don't learn about you know the, the militia at all. They they are just kind of like people in your way. Yeah, uh, and I know Kathleen is a completely made up character for the series. Here. Yeah. Which is fine. I don't mind getting to know them. I think that's actually cool. But honestly, I still don't really care for them. If they were trying to get me to like connect with them, really, or like personify them, they've personified them through Kathleen, but not not to a point where I really like care or root for them, or mm-hmm. in, you know, in any meaningful way. I'm just kind of like, all right, yeah, Kathleen's willing to bulldoze some people. Henry and Sam are in the game. Um, okay. They've changed some things, which are fine. I have no complaints on it. I'm not really going to get into what they've changed, but it's fine. No, no, like no, no complaints. Ever. I'm neither like pro or against it. Really, we'll we'll see how that you know plays out. But so yeah. Uh, so basically, I I, I liked Joel and all these stuff. Did not like. I'm not all that into how they personified the militia. I wish you know maybe they made them like so. I was rooting for them more in some way, or like I empathized with them in some way. I don't really. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and it's not as good as last episode. I mean, <laughs> it's just yeah. That, I I don't I don't care what they put here. There was nothing going to be as good as that. Yeah, so. yeah. It's a hard act to follow. So yeah, yeah, so. So, yeah, yeah. That, that that that's why I gave it that. You, Mister Sal? Uh, I did give it a nine as well. I think actually I might like this episode more than you. Um, but uh, I, I kind of suspected at some point along the way I would like episodes more than you because I don't have the game background. But uh, I I like the extent to which they've humanized the militia here. It's it's like just enough to show you that th- these are not these these are just people. They aren't people that Joel and Ellie have to tear through. They're people who have their own motivations and see themselves as right and think that they need to tear through Joel and Ellie. And and I think true. I, and I like that about it. I, I like it a lot. I, I, I always want to know the motivation of the antagonist. I always want to have at least some sympathy, maybe not sympathy, but at least some understanding of their motivation. Right. And so, so I, I really like that. And Melanie Linsky is, is an actor that I like a lot too, who plays Kathleen. Um, I think we're going to be with them again next episode. I think we're going to, I don't think this is the end of the militia. So I think, I think, I think uh, this, this ends up being a pretty significant chunk of the season. Uh, with this group of people. So I, I actually really like it. Um, I loved the relationship building with Joel and Ellie. I, I thought it was top notch. Just finally, I feel like there's a connection between these two. Yeah, no, certainly. Yeah. Certainly compared to what, what it has been. Yeah. And I, I'm really trying to do a better job of focusing on the theme of love is a beautiful thing and love is simultaneously a very dangerous thing. Um, so that I, I think is on a 
there's a good display of it here in this episode. And there has been pretty much every episode um, because only so uh, two ways to think about that, that only when you love something, does it cost you anything to lose it? Right. So, for example, when Bill says to Frank, I was I was never afraid until you showed up. Right. So the, the love that he has now for Frank is beautiful, but it's also awful because now he has fear to go with it as well. Right. And we see it here in a, in a few different places. I mean, there's there's Henry and Sam to a certain extent, I don't, which and we don't really know Henry and Sam yet. But uh, I'm I'm going to just I'll throw this prediction out here at the end. These people who are holding the guns to Joel and Ellie are, are Henry and Sam at the end. So um <laughs> why do you send the most softball question? Yeah, I know. I mean, well, not, our predictions. Yeah, well, that's. I mean, there. I know it was never explicitly stated, but that's pretty obvious, right? So, um, and it's it's very heavily implied in the official podcast. So, so but why? Why are so they 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 have some degree of love for one another? Uh, you know, I I was assuming that they were father and son, but after listening to the official podcast, I think they're brothers. So, um, at any rate, they, I this, knew of a brother, Mr. Sal. I do. I have three of them. Congratulations. <laughs> so, thank you. So, uh, but anyway, I, I, you can, you hear Kathleen say, Henry won't let Sam starve. So we got to guard the supplies. Mm -hmm. So what is Henry now willing to do because of his love for Sam, right? It, it, we saw in episode one when Joel would not stop to help the people because he has his own kid, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and again, now he doesn't stop, even though there's, there are other reasons why he doesn't stop in this case too, because he recognizes the, the grift that's happening here. Not grift. <laughs> it's, it's not a grift, right? What, uh, the con. He recognizes I would the con call it a con, like a trap. Yeah, the trap. Okay, so he recognizes that, but also because you know he's not here to help these people he doesn't know. This is like whether, whether he knows it or not, he cares about Ellie, and that care is, is going to cause him to you know <laughs> plow this guy over if if, he, if it comes to that. Um, then we also see Kathleen, you know that that she loved her brother obviously, uh, and because of that love, she feels wronged and 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 she just kills the doctor who delivered her <laughs> so uh, like we can see throughout this episode and, and obviously joel and ellie to a lesser extent because they, i wouldn't call it love yet but there's certainly a care and regard that wasn't there before because it could well be on its way to love right but at any rate uh we see it all over the place in this episode that love is, is a beautiful thing uh it enriches your life makes you do beautiful things that you wouldn't do before but it's also a terrible thing because it gives you the the fear and the potential for violence that you might not have had before also. So anyway, uh, so I like that about it too. So I really do like this episode a lot. This would easily be my favorite episode if it didn't follow, immediately follow uh, episode three. Fair enough. I This is probably, I mean, it's definitely at least my third favorite. I'll debate whether I like it more than the premiere or not. I don't know. Well, you gave the premiere a 10. I, I know, I know. I'm wondering if I'll change some rankings, but I don't think I will. So I, I it'll probably, probably won't be that high. But I'm glad, I, I'm hoping, oh, well, not hoping. You've clearly noticed. You see me infected this episode? 
<laughs> nope. Yeah. All right. So. Well, I mean, I, I'm assuming that's what's bubbling the ground in the oh. warehouse, but we didn't see them. So yeah. 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 So like I said, the series, well, I mean, it is about the infection. Yeah. It's more about what's happened years, decades after the fact and how people behave yeah. now. So I love yeah, it. Yeah. And honestly, like, I, I think it was, I think it's pretty cool. I think they talked about it in the interviews after the episode that, you know, the, the, when, when there's a revolution, a lot of times the, mm, yes. the, the side that wins isn't really any better than the side that lost. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes it's even worse. Right. And so this group of people that are, that are controlling Kansas city now, are they all that much better than Federate? Well, to them, they are because they care about each other. Mm-hmm. Right. And so they're, they're there to protect each other and to survive as a group. And that's honorable. But from the outside looking in, I'm sure it doesn't look like they're any better than Fedra, maybe worse. Yeah, I think Fedra takes outside people. Yep. If so infected. If they're not affiliated with Henry. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. So yeah. That, oh, I did like that that justification though, too, with with oh these outsiders. Maybe it was Henry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So let's get them. And Henry. Mm-hmm. Don't forget Henry. But I don't I also don't want to understate how much I loved Joel and Ellie in this episode because they were my favorite part. Like I have never I at, at no point in the series yet have I felt this strongly for those two. Oh yeah, um, and I was rooting for them as a as a combo. Yeah, that, I mean they they were so great. That joke book is exactly what the series needed. <laughs> Honestly. Honestly, it was great. I, I loved it. It was really good. It was very good. You know, I loved, I loved, I loved that he didn't, he didn't reprimand her in any way for shooting <laughs> the guy and having the gun. I love that because what's he going to do? She saved his life. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> he can't. So he he pivots and he teaches her how to hold the gun. You know, it's it's great. Uh, I I love that. I love that. Um, that he finally talks or he gives her a piece of himself, tells her about Tommy and about what happened. And like, he talks for quite a while there. It's great. And Joel smiles. I mean, come on. Yeah. Laughs even. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, and, and as much as he says, you're not family, you're cargo. I, I don't buy it anymore. I did. Oh. I, I would have bought it last episode, the episode before. Now I don't. Now you're not buying that anymore? No, no, no. All right. We'll have to see. All right, then. Well, Mr. Set, let's talk about our favorite scenes. Okay. Too much more into it. Hmm. What could be your favorite scene? There's a lot of good scenes here that I think you could have said. I don't think it's a Joel and Ellie scene. So we'll see. I might immediately, <laughs> you might immediately in your heart be thinking, oh, he's not going to guess it. Thank goodness. <laughs> I think. I, think I mean, that is you, like 85% of the episode. It is. It is a lot of Joel and Ellie with the occasional cutaway to Kathleen <laughs> and co. So I think your favorite part is when they're held up in the store waiting for their opening to leave. And Joel kind of apologizes to Ellie for what she had to do, like feeling bad that um her innocence is kind of robbed of her. And he in the scene, he learns that she has harmed people before or a person before. It wasn't her first time. and then. Mm-hmm. You know, decides to give her the quick crash course on how to hold the pistol properly. But I think that's your favorite scene. Okay. I think your favorite scene is when um, Marty goes to see the head of the Kansas City mob, Frank Cosgrove, 
uh, to try to get a uh, mm-hmm. trucking contract for the casino. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Oh, wait, Rock Series. Series. Rock Series. So, same city. Same Kansas City. <laughs> Lo- looks a little different now. Uh, but anyway. <laughs> same year. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> that's great um no i think uh i think your favorite scene is right about there maybe when ellie comes out and saves joel shoots the guy and then she goes back in the hole and she she's hiding from everything um but she starts crying but then she she immediately tries to turn that off uh, and then joel comes and has that conversation with her uh immediately following which which wouldn't would, i don't i wouldn't say goes into the store scene but but that conversation that they have right after there yeah okay gotcha okay. Mm-hmm. you did not get me right you did not get me right either did you guess me with what you put no i okay i did the the bed scene at the very end so did i <laughs> man i gotta start guessing my own scene for you <laughs> Is that every is that every episode so far? I don't know. Same? I think Chernobyl we've been doing that. I I, I can't I can't recall. <laughs> You're right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> I yeah. I've been doing similar stuff for Chernobyl. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I love that scene too. But but before we talk about that scene, let me just say that the scene you guessed for me, I do love that idea uh that Joel uh, is apologetic because that is like the opposite of what you would expect from him. You would expect him for him to jump down her throat about about taking the gun from bell and franks um and somehow diminish what she just did but he he doesn't he instead he apologizes it's like the stereotypical thing in a show like this yes yes so so that was great i i, I really love that and i love learning that ellie has hurt people before and i want to know more about that story i'm sure we'll get there eventually uh so, so that was a great scene i also did love uh, when she came out and saved him, um, and, and oh, when when the guy Brian is like trying to talk his way out of it, you know, and he tries to immediately humanize himself. My name is Brian. What's your name? Uh-huh. You know, like, my mom. My, my mom is not far away. Like we can go see my mom. Like that's a good idea. Next time, if I'm ever in like a peril threat, I'll start humanizing myself as much as possible. Absolutely. Like you know, it it happened. Um, and Ozark at one point, Wendy Bird does that same thing. She's like, I have two kids. Their names are Charlotte and Jonah. Remember that? Yes, yes, yes. I'm okay. So, so another Ozark reference for you folks. We, we've covered all of Ozark, by the way. Go back and listen to our coverage. Anyway, um, but uh, as far as our favorite scene goes, uh, it's so good. I, I mean, the, Joel smiling and laughing. First of all, the joke is hysterical. I, I love that joke. I went to the jokes hysterical. Oh, I would say it's hysterical. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was <laughs> the jokes. I was, the fact you think it's hysterical is hysterical. <laughs> oh man! But this is—I um, I don't know if I, if you want to take it back as far as them climbing the stairs. Probably not. But I don't know I if did... I would. But yeah, yeah I, mean, I like that. I, I I put that as a as a as a candidate for being. That was pretty great when she says, did you kill innocent people? And he he doesn't answer, but obviously he did. Um, so, uh, but yeah. Uh, but anyway, um, you know, I do love in this scene that, that we're talking about now, the, the, the bedtime scene, 
how Joel expresses how unfair it is that she had to hurt someone so young. Like that really, really bothers him. And you can see his his paternal instincts coming out now. You know, and then I can certainly, I, I definitely had a lot of sympathy for Joel in that moment, and certainly Ellie. I I would also say the dynamic they have when they come up the staircases. I mean, it's the dynamic they have in like the games and stuff. Very like jokey. Always um. Uh, well, well, like, what would you call that? I don't even know. The, like the, the joking behavior between the two of them. They're just busting each other's chops. There you know. go. Yes, yes. Busting chops. That, that's a good way of putting it. Exactly. So I, yeah. I enjoyed that. And yeah, just the, the laughter of Pedro Pascal at the end. Yeah. Yeah. That was good. So. I felt like this was the scene, like, where they genuinely have grown to care about each other. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, it may have happened earlier. You know, I, maybe happened after she shot Brian or, or whatever. But this is where I noticed, like, there's been a shift in their relationship. Like, I these agree. two are, there. there is a bond between them now. I agree. No, yeah, I, I, I totally agree. So, yeah. It's a good scene. It's a good scene. And then they go to bed. Yeah. Yes, that's nice. And he should not sleep. Some, don't, sleep on, don't sleep on that. What is it, left ear or right ear? Well, don't sleep on the left ear because the right ear is bad. The right ear is the bad ear. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I guess yeah. Did you that. notice how he went to sleep with the on good the, ear up? Yeah, on the good side, but he had turned mm-hmm. at some point, which I can relate. Me I too. Turn in my sleep. <laughs> I turn in my yeah. sleep. I, I drink water in my sleep. I don't remember it. What? <laughs> yeah. I do it every <laughs> night. Oh, every... man. Or some nights I remember it, but sometimes I wake up and there's less water than what there used to be. <laughs> That's a little scary. A little freaky, yeah. <laughs> so, Are you sure it's not your cat? Uh, <laughs> something else is coming. No, I don't. Because I get super thirsty if I don't drink at all in the night, or I'll wake up. I don't know. I need a. I need. I need. I need. I need agua by bed. But in either case, whatever. Uh, all right. What? What do you think? Anything I want to talk about with relation to the game? I guess I'll, I'll, I'll mention it as we um, go through it. Uh, this hunter talk that uh, Ellie has. Oh, Hunter talk, sorry. Um, Joel's talk? past talk. Yeah, Ellie asking Joel about his past. They're the same oh. thing in the games. That uh, that, that was okay. the exact same. Uh, I'll say this too, the magazine joke they had. Yeah, yeah. They had that in the games, but that was while they were at Bill's. Okay. <laughs> that's, kind of, that's, that's the biggest insinuation for, well, not the biggest, but it's one of the insinuation for Bill. Uh, gotcha. that, that was in the game, so I thought they just weren't going to do that joke, but they did. They just did it in the car, <laughs> so, whatever. Uh, but that is like the exact same joke. Okay. Uh, and what else? Oh yeah, here here's something else I wanted to know. Uh, at least two times, maybe more. Ellie fits through like a small place and opens up a door for Joel. Yes. Similar with the swimming thing, like yep. she can't swim in the game, so that's a gameplay element. This mm-hmm. was a constant gameplay element of. Okay. Ellie can fit through this tight squeeze, get her up there, and she'll help you progress. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, she can funny. fit into small places where you can't. So, okay, there you go. There's more of that. Gotcha. So I don't know if just a nod or whatever have you, but there you go. So, without further ado, let's get into the recap. We start off with Ellie checking out her gun. Meanwhile, outside, I, I'm sure you loved this scene, Mr. Sal. Joel oh boy, is siphoning gas because he has to keep doing it every hour because gas <laughs> is broken down over time. 
It's basically yes. like water now. Yes. <laughs> Thank so you. Does this, so does this please you? I don't yes. think you were willing to get. <laughs> it was like my my one criticism of the previous episode, and it's addressed here. It's great. Yeah, I know definitely. I I saw this immediately. Went, wow, Mister Sam must be very happy with this. Oh yeah. So, I know we learned Joel doesn't really understand how siphoning works, Mister Sal. <laughs> I, I don't either. Don't ask me. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Ellie uh, reads out some of her joke book, and Joel seems to enjoy it a bit. So yeah, good for them. Start with the joke book. I'm sure you love the joke book. Oh boy, I love the joke book. <laughs> uh, the joke book is like my favorite thing, not inside of Lincoln in the series. <laughs> oh, like the, oh, I forget yeah, the city, the city, Bill City. Yeah, yeah. The, I, just because I feel like the joke book develops these two characters but i feel like the joke book develops these two characters better than anything in the series has so far no you're right you're yeah i i would agree that it, it i don't know how they would have done the same development with the joke book so. i know so we get a hank williams song i forget the title of it i don't know the title of that but that's the, the lyrics to it lyrics of the title they seem to be liking that in the last of us yes songs songs is titles Yes, uh, I forgot. I've forgotten the well, the yeah. first, the, not the Definitely. first two episodes, but you're right. Long, long time though was. Yep. So, uh, in either case, you know, we get the magazine joke, and we get a bit of a time lapse with them traveling for the day. They drive into the woods to camp out for the night. They enjoy, you know, some twenty year old Chef Boyardee ravioli, and it's pretty good. Joel agrees. Like, Joel agrees. Seemed like product placement to me, but <laughs> <laughs> does it not? Am I wrong? Just Chef Boyardee, like... still good after twenty years. Just the way she's like, it's pretty good, and he's like, well, I agree. <laughs> I actually agree. Yeah. <laughs> Do you like Chef Boyardee ravioli? Remember the ra- yeah, the ravioli is good. I kind of like Chef Boyardee. It's weird. I don't know why. I like Chef Boyardee. I don't like all <laughs> Chef Boyardee. Like, I don't like the the spaghetti and the ball. Know. About once every five years, I'm like, I really could go for some Chef Boyardee. And I eat it, and I'm like, yeah, all right, I'm done for a while. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, yeah, I'm just get some Chef Boyardee. Chef Boyardee, yeah, it's all right. It's it's convenient, yeah. too. In, convenient. This, in this universe, I'd be very happy to have Chef Boyardee. Oh, yes, certainly. She seems to be it. <laughs> seems like it. So, no fire for the night. Not because of the infected, but of course, yet again, the people. So, we mm-hmm. go to bed. We get a bit of a scarecrow joke. They see they both know the punchline, and once, well, Joel confirms this. Once Ellie asks, "No, no one's gonna find us, right, Joel?" That's correct. Don't worry about it. <laughs> so she drifts off to sleep, and Joel stands in guard. Yeah, he does not sleep guard in paranoia. Mm-hmm. Does not sleep that night. Thankfully, the next morning, Ellie sees coffee for the first time, and off they go. That'll help Joel get through the day. Now, I should I want I do want to point out here. He can't sleep that night, and Ellie has not yet saved him and proven herself capable of protecting him, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he's still in full protector mode. Right? He has to do the protecting. Mm-hmm. All right. So whereas later, he does fall asleep because I think he sees Ellie as a more not an equal, but not someone who perpetually needs his protection anymore. I. I... I agree. I also wonder if he just felt safer there with the glass thrown out than he did out in the woods, out in the open. Yeah, I'm I'm sure that he does. 
but I do like that juxtaposition but, though. That you are that right that this is you, pre pre Ali saving him and post Ali saving him. Yeah, exactly. He can't sleep and then he can sleep. Yeah, yeah. Once he learns that Ellie is capable, mm-hmm. that's true. That's true. And during their truck drive, we learned this. I I didn't know. About this this might have been mentioned in the games. I I don't know if it ever really was. But there used to be Starbucks in the QZs. Hmm. <laughs> they used to have like enterprise like that. No, I well, I, I didn't get the impression that there were functioning Starbucks. I got the impression. Oh, that like old Starbucks, Starbucks buildings. <laughs> yeah, and that's oh, you know, that makes a lot more sense. I was thinking like that. <laughs> You really don't think they would still be having those after the apocalypse? <laughs> Maybe after the first year, like they were still going on. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, I think they're just were buildings that used to be Starbucks. Yeah, that makes a lot. That that makes sense. <laughs> we learn a, a bit more about Tommy. They're heading for Cody, Wyoming. Cody being the mm-hmm. place, the, yep. the closest place to where the transmission was for Tommy, and a bit on Tommy. Right, he's, he's what Joel calls a joiner, wants to be a hero, trying to save. You know, the day joined the army after high school, went to Desert Storm, was not a good impression on him. So once the end of the world hit, Joel, Tommy, and eventually Tess joined as a group, you know, part of another group, made their way to Boston, and they made it work, as he puts it. Mm-hmm. But eventually, Tommy talked to Marlene and made the same mistake he did when he was 18 after high school and joined the darn Fireflies, Mr. Sal. Thankfully for Joel. He's quit the fireflies last he heard. So now he's got to go and save him in Wyoming. Oh, man, I hate it when I'm right. You're not right, though. He's not in the fireflies. <laughs> but he was a firefly. Yeah. It's close enough. Yeah, that's fine. That's the way you feel about it. In my Ellie, mind, I get credit for that. That's fine. Ellie wonders why Joel doesn't have hope anymore in trying to save the world. And Joel really doesn't feel like there's much in the world worth saving. Except family. Like Tommy. You, on the other hand, are cargo. Mm-hmm. So, how do you see what that Mr. Sal, that that sentiment of is the world is there a point where the world is no longer worth saving? Kind of. Yeah, yeah. Because because oh. Ellie Ellie's point is you have to try, otherwise, yeah. what's the point, right? Mm-hmm. And I I totally get that. Like if if you are in despair and you think there is no hope, and you won't even try, then I mean you're. You're a shell now. You you are basically dead. I would disagree with you. Right. Okay. I disagree with you. I don't think um trying to save the world or hope that the world will improve has to necessarily ruin the purpose of your life. I agree. It might make it worse. Oh, oh no. I I, I okay. Yeah. Maybe you're misunderstanding. Maybe I'm not being clear. So, uh, because Joel chimes in in disagreement and says you keep going for family, right? And and, and that's about it. And and now. What I I think they're both right here. Like, what what is the point of of, of living if you're not trying? And and he says, you know, yeah, I don't have to try to save the world, but I do have to. Like, what I go on for is th- these other things. This, for him, it's family. For other people, there might be other things, power, or whatever. Um, so I think I do think. I see what you're saying. Yeah, yes. Joel's basically saying go for what you feel. No, I shouldn't say feel like, but what you Joel, value. In his case, family. Yeah. So jo- not Joel's the world. View, Joel's view is just more micro, and yeah. Ellie's is more macro. Which I think that's fine. I think both views are valid. I mean, it, for for her, she want, needs to have hope that the world can be a better place, and and that's fine. And she that can be a driving force and a motivating factor for you to propel yourself 
forward into whatever it is that you feel you need to do to accomplish that goal. For him, he doesn't view that as the goal. For for him, his 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 purpose is family. So it's Tommy. It was Tess. It's clearly it was Sarah in the beginning. But I think his is a lot more akin to what we saw last episode from Frank and Bill. When Frank, when Bill says to Frank, you were my purpose mm-hmm. and now he's going to go with Frank. Right. Um, I think that's, I think both perspectives are, are perfectly valid. I think, yeah, I agree. What, what, where would you land on it? More than my macro or the micro? In the uh, mu- much more micro. Much I more agree. Micro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I yeah. But yeah. I agree. It's valid. If, if it's what, if it's what, um, I guess keeps you ticking or gives you hope or, you know, mm-hmm. so be it. It's not, you know, trying to save the world better than trying not to save the world. If you're actually so, like, I mean, I mean, you know, in this case, what has fallen into Joel's lap by accident is this person who actually could be a step towards saving the world. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And, yeah definitely. and so uh, given that, and that given that Joel was capable of doing it and headed that way anyway, I think that that's there's there's plenty of overlap there between the two goals. So, and I think that Joel probably isn't thinking I'm doing this to save the world. Uh, I think he is thinking I'm doing this because Tess asked me to uh, at first, but now by the end of this episode, I think he's doing it because he cares for Ellie. Yeah. And it's on the way. I mean, why not? Yeah. He's, he's, well, because he's, 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 I, I, I I'll, I'll tell you why not because like. I, I, how concerned is he about Ellie slowing him down or getting in his way or being the reason why he doesn't get there? Right. Cause they're, they're that's a perfectly valid um, position to take as well. Like you are going to slow me down. You are, I'm going to, I'm going to be like worried about protecting you the whole way. It'd be much easier to just take care of myself and get there and help Tommy. But Joel also does pretty clearly, have a, a, a not maybe to Tommy's extent, but have a bit of a savior complex as well. Um, and I think a lot of his complex is because he couldn't save Sarah, so now he feels like he has to try to save the rest of his family. So he latches onto Tommy tighter and he latches onto Tess, and now he's gonna latch onto Ellie. Do you Hunger Games? Mm-hmm. It's Katniss, and what's the like the male protagonist? That's like PETA? Uh, PETA? PETA. P-E-T-A. Okay, PETA. PETA, like the organization. Okay. Mm-hmm. Do you remember his superpower, basically? His ability? I don't know. I do not. Seen the movies? <laughs> I've seen, seen the movies. movies. I have not read the books. Okay. Well, it's in the movies. Anyway, yeah. he's, he's really good at... He, he was like a baker. Or he oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did he know that. He paint yep. himself very well. He could what? He could paint himself very well. Like camouflage. Camouflage. Remember Why that? did being a baker... I don't know, Mr. Sal. That's just Give how it works. <laughs> That's just how it works. Because he's, okay. he's really good at it. I don't know if you remember, especially in the movie, at least too. He he he's injured and he camouflages himself with right with with just stuff. I do remember that. Yes, I like to mention Joel's like that. Anyway, that's, <laughs> okay. Master anyway, that aside. But with Ellie in the way, can't do his master painting to hide. So. <laughs> okay, they drive in the truck. Uh, she takes a bit of a nap, and they get to Kansas City. But the highway is blocked by some cars. They could double back and go kind of a long way around, but Joel ain't doing that. Okay, we're just gonna go. We're gonna cut through the city, get right back on the highway. Bing bang, bosh, we'll be good to go. 
So <laughs> they they get going, start driving to the city, they get lost in the city, and that which I didn't really have to deal with maps too much growing up. I mean, oh my God. I remember I remember my dad having to stop and ask for directions. Oh man! That. But Kurt. by the time like we started getting map quests was coming out, and then like which that was still kind of like this, where maybe there's like, yeah inner fighting about directions. To, you're still holding on to pieces of paper trying to yeah, it's little directions, it but it, but it's different than a map. I never I've never had to read a map to someone. For directions, like to this type of degree of like, oh my god, this roadway, blah 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 blah. Never had to do that really, ever. Yeah. As far as I know, not as far as I know, I haven't ever. Period. You have no idea what a game changer GPS is. <laughs> what, 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 what I think it caused was you kind of lost a job in the car. Like it used to be, there's the driver, and then the passenger's like the the map, the the, the map, navigator, the navigator. There you go. Yes. Mm-hmm. So. With the the rise of GPS and even MapQuest kind of made the navigator's job easier, but with the mm. rise of GPS, especially, no need for a navigator anymore. <laughs> nope. So the it, it, it was a lost lost art form in the, in the car. The the dynamic of navigator and driver. God. Yep. I totally agree. I don't miss it, even though uh, I never really experienced. You that. never had it. I don't miss it at all. I I don't miss it. Uh, here, here's cow. what annoys me. I'll give a quick pet peeve to the podcast. If I'm driving my car and there's someone in my passenger seat and they're trying to tell me where to go or something, which is fine, mm-hmm. I I always tell them, tell me absolute don't point. I hate it when you. Oh, point. I know. Because if people point, think about it next time. If anyone, you're in a car, people, or if you're in a driver's seat, look at the passenger side. When they're pointing, it almost all looks very similar directions because the yep. angle you're looking at them for. It almost looks like they're all kind of pointing forward. Yep. It's 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 super unhelpful unless they're pointing way to the right. Like it's just. Yep. It's not worth it. So just anyway, I I Absolutely. had a, a navigator friend who always <laughs> he always used to make me drive, and always wanted to navigate, and only used this way and that way, <laughs> never right and left. Drove me absolutely crazy. Did he had to point figure out this way. No, this way was his side, and that way was my side. <laughs> it was unbelievable. I mean, it, it made sense after a while, but it took me a long time to get used to it. It's not even centric around you, though. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Now the, that way, this way. I'll tell you the 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 greatest thing about GPS is not that they tell you what's coming up or when to turn or anything like that. It's that they tell you where you are right now. So, yeah, not being lost. So, but not only that, but you know, if if a GPS if a GPS says, you know, take the take the left or take the right exit in twelve miles, right? That's all you got out of MapQuest, or uh, and you got even less out of an actual map. Yeah, you don't know what. Right. Hard to tell where you're precisely. Like, I don't know. I don't know how. Like, so now you had to watch your odometer <laughs> to know, <laughs> to know oh, when about That's the trip miles. buttons are for. I never thought about that. That's, that's what, what trip buttons trip are for. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know what I use my trip buttons for? Nothing. No, I do. I use it for my oil changes. I turn it to okay. the yeah, yeah, yeah. oil change. Yep. I never thought about that they actually had a purpose. Yeah. Yeah, they did. I, I mean it was it was hard, man. It was hard. <laughs> I think about that. Not an envious time. Yeah. Not an envious time. Just, I just think about like all the times I go to a place I'd never been before. And it's like like, geez, this would be so annoying if I even yeah. before map quests. Yeah. Oh. And in a big city like this, surrounded by tall buildings, oh my god. This would be a Oh nightmare. my goodness. Imagine traveling around New York City mm-hmm. with just a map. Oh. Nightmare. 
That is a nightmare. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And all the roads, <laughs> one ways, and look. Yep. Man, yeah. Not wow. good times. Good times. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, that aside. Well. Yeah. Back to Kansas City. They're lost. Um, and there's a poor guy here who appears to be injured. But Joel sees right through it. You know, a little bit of trying to run him over, brick dropping, wheels popping, car crashing, a gunfight is <laughs> ensues. <laughs> Uh, we learned a valuable lesson as to why you wear seatbelts, Mr. Sal. <laughs> Thankfully, you can put them on after not having them on. Put on your seatbelt. <laughs> okay, take them off. Unclick. And then... <laughs> they, uh, they're under fire, under gunshot fire. So Joel has Ellie run into a hole in the wall. Not the game show, but an actual hole in the wall. What? <laughs> Hides. Have you ever seen the game show, Hole in the Wall? No, I haven't. Mm-hmm. Classic. Okay. I don't know if it's really a classic, but I don't uh, know. No, things like Press Your Lock and Wheel those of Fortune are, are classics. Those are classics. Yeah, those are <laughs> classics. <laughs> this had like a two season or three season airing in American TV. I <laughs> think <laughs> it's more popular in Japan, but. Yeah, but, not a classic. <laughs> anyway, instant classics. So <laughs> uh, run to the wall. She, she hides on the other side. Joel returns fire, shoots him, goons dead, but. He gets snuck up on, and I, I should go throughout the episode. There's like kind of hints he doesn't hear very well. Sometimes Ellie has to repeat herself. Mm-hmm. Or, I mean, this is an instance where he didn't hear this guy sneak up on him as soon as he should have. Right. Uh, this guy opens up a door to get into a physical altercation. He has Joel right where he wants him. But Ellie sneaks back out and shoots, as we now know his name, Brian, in the back, paralyzing mm-hmm. him. <laughs> mm-hmm. really... This scene... I did put it on my short list of potential favorite scenes. It's really good. It's pretty good. I mean, it's very dark. It's wholly very dark. Yeah. But it's just, there's there's a comedic element to it almost. I, I feel like there's, there's almost the comedy of this guy was about to kill him. And now that he knows that, you know, this is not looking good for him. He's, you know, he's, he's begging for mercy in every way possible. Right. That yeah. he gives up his name. His mom's around. He even gives up his nice knife. Yeah. <laughs> It's good night. So, it's good night. <laughs> but, you know, doesn't matter in the end. Joel finishes him, and they kind of head out to avoid these people uh, any further. We already kind of talked about Joel's immediate conversation with Ellie after mm-hmm. this, but he does feel bad, and Ellie does cry or tear a bit after what happened here. But they head out, uh, and we see a bit of these people, this militia that's hunting them down, right? Yeah. So we get to Kathleen. Anything on that? No, we're good. Okay, all right, all right. So we see Kathleen for the first time. She's questioning this doctor. Um, did they say the name? I don't. I didn't catch the name. I don't know if they did. They questioned this doctor for the truth. They have him locked up. He refutes knowing a lot of people on the list, even Henry. But Kathleen thinks he knows where Henry is. Mm-hmm. And we learn a bit about her past. She reminisces how her brother was beat to death. In a cell just like this, right? And she kind of calls the doctor a hypocrite because, yeah, now he wants the killing to stop. But back <laughs> when they were ratting out her people to Fedra and they were killing people, it was all fine, hunky dory then. But now when they're in charge and they are killing people, now it's a problem. Yeah. So the doctor, even with the gun to his head, ain't budging. You know, he, he, he perhaps knows his value as a doctor or calls Kathleen's bluff. 
In either case, she gets summoned outside, and military guy, I don't know if you want to call him anything else, but military guy Perry. Has, oh, uh, but you know you know who this guy is, right? Is this some... Um, oh, is it Og? Steve Og? Is it Steve Og? No. He looks like Steve Og, kind of. Yeah, this, this is the actor who is the voice of Tommy in the video game. Oh, you're right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You're right. It is. So yeah, that would be Steve Hawk. He, he, didn't, he just kind of looked like Steve Hawk when I first saw him. A little him. bit, yeah. Which is cool. So they, they, I think they're the voice of Marlene, not the voice of Tommy. Yep. Look at that. Mm-hmm. I guess it makes sense why it couldn't be Tommy. Well, maybe it could have been Tommy. Mm, I don't know. We'll also see if we ever see Tommy. I, I think we're going to see Tommy. <laughs> Actually, we already did see Tommy. What am I saying? Again. Flashback. Yeah, again. Uh, she goes out to talk to Perry. Uh, and this army of people. Like, how many people are there here? Like, 50? Lots. A lot of people. They have lots of people. They've brought bodies to show her. Right? They believe outsiders did this. They had a loaded truck with supplies. Perhaps they were mercenaries. Kathleen points out, Henry... May have led these mercenaries or outsiders here via radio. So let's get them. All right, let's kill them. So she she just asked, can you know, can they be saved? Nope, a doctor can't save them. So that kind of makes up her mind for her. She mm-hmm. goes in, shoots the doc, then commands her militia to find and kill these outsiders and Henry. So it's underway. Meanwhile, uh Joe and Ellie are held up in a shop, waiting them out a bit, waiting for the chance to relocate. And this is where Joel kind of formally apologizes. Very empathetic for Ellie. Uh, she's so you know she's young. She shouldn't have to be what she just did. And she appreciates the she appreciates the apology, but it wasn't her first time hurting someone. So she gets her crash course, and now she gets to hold on to a pistol. So good for her. Absolutely. Uh, meanwhile, Perry and Kathleen. Perry shows Kathleen evidence of where Henry and Sam may have been hiding out, or still are hiding out. But well, at one point they were here. We have these cryptic hieroglyphics-like things, drawings. I don't know what you decipher from this, Mister Sal. These um, hieroglyphics, the Superman ones. These hieroglyphics, yeah. Whatever you want to call them. They look like Superman, right? Yeah, or or a child's drawing. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. So <laughs> I I assumed that there's a young child mm, okay. who really likes Superman. <laughs> that's what i get from these hieroglyphics (laughs) the hieroglyphics all right okay well that's good um we make the comment like you said earlier henry will not let sam starve double the guard on the provisions perry also shows kathleen a storage room where the ground is cratered and shifting perry wants to warn their people sooner rather than later but kathleen wants all hands on deck with the current problem so let's blockade this for now and we'll deal with this later. So that's what they're going to go with. I'd really like some backstory on Kathleen and how she came to be in charge here. <laughs> Are you questioning her rule? No, I'm questioning this choice. Well, well, well <laughs> the shifting ground it. thing. This is a big deal, I think. Well, we got we got outsiders here killing our people, and we got a boiling ground. All right, close up the door then. No, well, no, no done. room, no problem. Done. There you go. What ground? <laughs> Joel and Ellie <laughs> enter the, the really tall building, start climbing 33 floors. Um, this is where Ellie asks Joel about his past of, you know, hurting people and knowing about 
that that was an ambush. He's been on both sides, and he did what he had to do to survive with his group, which seems to also be including killing innocent people. Uh, yeah. And then we get to our favorite scene at the end. You know, they reach the top floor. He lays down the broken glass, and he tries to inquire. We didn't say that. He tried to inquire about Ellie's first time hurting someone, but she doesn't want to talk about it. Yeah, it's, it's interesting to see her uh, quiet her, about her skipping, now. Yeah, her skipping questions now. He sympathizes yet again for her, and uh, we learn, or we get it spelled out to us, that Jill is deaf in his right ear, and uh, they giggle themselves to sleep, and then they wake up held up at gunpoint. Joel did not hear the glass. Yeah. There you go. And and all fairness, they could just shoot you (laughs) from the glass, unless he poured glass outside the door. Well, that's true. If the goal is to shoot them. But if the goal is to interrogate them, then shooting them doesn't do any good. That's true. That's true. Very true. So, there you go. That's the wrap for the episode, Mr. Sal. Mm-hmm. Uh, before, I guess, would you like to check the time? Yeah, sure. It's a little anticlimactic these days, but sure. <laughs> this... <laughs> oh, my goodness. Would you believe it? <laughs> it's <laughs> Ain't no time like a TV time. <laughs> TV time. <laughs> oh, TV time. How, how, how you have fallen. How out you have fallen. Because <laughs> there's still only two votable characters. <laughs> Ridiculous. All right. I think the people gave it a five. Yes, 75%. And I think uh, character wise, the people said Joel. I think you said Joel. And I think you said Joel. Was I correct? The people did say Joel. 65% said oh, Joel. Oh, but you did not. I said Ellie. I said Joel. Okay. Joel's a cool... He's cool. Why did you say Ellie over Joel? Uh, the joke books? The joke laugh? book for sure. Like, she's she's the one who... She's the one who's really pushing the conversation here. Really trying. Really making efforts. And then at the end, she's the one shutting down. Which, that's pretty cool. Um, but I also loved, like, seeing her play with the gun in the mirror right in the opening like she kind of loves this she's kind of relishing this i know she hurt somebody in the past and joel's sympathetic that she had to do that maybe she didn't have to do it maybe she enjoyed it oh so you're, you're uh, um, all right so so that's pretty cool uh on top of that after she does after she does kill brian or uh, she, i guess paralyze brian shoot brian she does go back in that hole and cry and really does not want Joel to see tears. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I think there's a lot of interesting stuff here for Ellie. Joel's great too in this episode. Definitely would have been my second character that I would have put her out of two possibilities. But yeah, that's sweet. Yeah, yeah. So it's good. <laughs> By the way, I, did, I also want to note about TV time here. We're back to 0% bad zero percent one star okay so, so people yeah. back on the bandwagon i guess back on, we're back on the bandwagon <laughs> yeah yeah um so by the way uh you picked joel did you want to say anything about why you picked joel no okay. no I, I, <laughs> no, I, <laughs> no i just uh joel growing because in this relationship between ellie and joel it, it always seems like you're right ellie's trying it, it, it was joel not reciprocating as much so mm-hmm. seeing him reciprocate more i i enjoyed that so that is that's why i said him 
I'm That's why understandable. I also think that Bella Ramsey has a really great delivery of the jokes. She does. She does. Yeah, they're all right. <laughs> and the jokes are great anyway, but her delivery makes them even better. They are. The delivery is first. She does a very good job of <laughs> delivering them. So, with that being said, then, Mr. Sal, let's move on to predictions here. Okay. Like. I'd love so, to. So, well, let's talk about last week's predictions. Introduction will be in the past. That was wrong. Wrong about that. that. I got to get off that bandwagon. I'm not parlaying that anymore. <laughs> no longer parlaying that. This will still be parlayed unless you want to change it. Lab is near Tommy in Wyoming. Yeah, parlay that. Okay. Very soon, next episode. Oh, yeah, because you did this two episodes ago. Right? So, this episode, Joel and Ellie will be separated. That was wrong. P- parlay it. <laughs> parlaying it again? Okay. Yes. All right. So, the next episode. I'll parlay that for you. Not a problem, sir. Okay. Okay. We got that parlayed, but that was wrong. <laughs> it was wrong. I, I admit that one. Uh, but I don't remember making that prediction. You, you said it not last week, the <laughs> I week know, before. I remember. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I just didn't refute it. Bigger threat episode four will be people not infected. Oh, yeah. True. That, that, that was just straight up true. There was zero infected that we saw. Yep. I will not parlay that one. The next one, <laughs> the infected are coming. Uh, yeah, we can't. We need to have infected eventually, surely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Joel will get Ellie to the lab. She'll be a step on the way to the cure. Yeah, I'll parlay I'll that. Parlay those. Parlay. Yeah. Okay. Joel will die at the end. A sacrifice of some sort in sake of Ellie. Parlay. Yep. Parlay. Parlay. Okay. Last two predictions. They're going to lose. I don't know why I even let you say that. They're going to lose the truck next episode. I don't even care. You, you saw that. And Chekhov's Ellie's gun to save Joel's life. Yeah. That happens. So. <laughs> Although, I don't know if you said next episode, or are you just saying that? Like, no, I didn't one? give a time frame on that one. Yeah, okay, okay. I just so. said eventually that gun. Sure. She's going to save Joel's life with that gun. So, is there any other prediction you'd like to try and make? Uh, these two people at the end are Henry and Sam. No, I'm not, I'm not even letting you do that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, the bubbling earth is a bunch of infected, or clickers, or however you want to call them. Okay, yeah. Okay. We're going to have one more episode in Kansas City. That'll be it. And here's the big one. You ready for this? Yeah, I'm ready. So this is this is this is my going out on a limb here. The infected will force Joel and Ellie into a temporary alliance with the militia. Oh, how's that? That's a bold prediction. That's there's just some risk involved in that one. There's some risk involved in that one. <laughs> I would agree. <laughs> You're a very tame person with your predictions. <laughs> Yeah, that's maybe the boldest prediction I've ever made <laughs> in my life. <laughs> well, all right. Well, I'm glad to see the predictions. We'll we'll see. I'll, I'll, I'll got tabs of them, so we'll, we'll keep track of them for uh, next week, and we'll we'll revisit them at the end. Well, you know what else uh, I liked about this episode, Kurt? What did you like about it? Less than an hour. The very the shortest one. It's like 45 mm-hmm. minutes of runtime for the episode. I, I like that. Keep them coming. Keep them coming short. I don't know, but I like the last <laughs> one more. Well, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think about runtime as much. Yeah. Uh, my ideal is long runtime, very good episode, actually. Well, sure. Yeah, th- uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're right. Yeah, if they can do that again, beautiful. That's the ideal. But yeah. the worst is bad episode, long runtime. <laughs> so right. long runtime. Yep. Big, big swing there. <laughs> big variance. Yeah. So, uh, in either case, listeners, uh, anything else you want to say, Mr. Sal, actually? I mean, there is one thing. Mm. I, I recently discovered, I don't know if you knew this or not, but I, I recently discovered that diarrhea is hereditary. 
Oh, what, it's in your jeans? Yeah, it runs in your jeans. Runs, yeah, that's what it was. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> you goofy goober, Mr. Sal. <laughs> Hopefully the listeners found that hysterical. Also, don't forget the programming note about this next episode. The programming? Oh, yeah, yes, you're right. Okay, so uh, next week, Endure and Survive. That's the title of the episode. But is doing a special. Which they're not doing it. It doesn't at least it's not saying IMDb that the release dates are changed at all. It's yeah. been announced all over. Yeah, this they're giving us early release this Friday. Look at that. So this so Friday, to, so as not to run at the same time as the Super Bowl. <laughs> they make some really good suns. I was what I was thinking <laughs> about that because I was going to watch the Super Bowl that night. I didn't even like register in my brain exactly why. Look at it, but it's early viewing. Look how kind they are. <laughs> So we're going to have a nine-day gap eventually for The Last of Us. But we won't worry about that now because right now we're going to get a a quick a quick another viewing of another episode soon. So if you're listening to this as it comes out, the next episode is coming out February 10th rather than February 13th like it has been. So be on the lookout for that. Uh, endure and survive. Meanwhile, while you're trying to endure and survive, listener, how about you subscribe to the podcast? Leave reviews. Five stars are appreciated. Share the podcast. Listen to our back catalog. We got a few things. Ozark, you mentioned earlier. We've got Only Murders in the Building. Feel free to check out The Leftovers. Right? These are all pretty good series that we would I would highly recommend that you go you know, check out. So, thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week. Shoe hammer some show hoppers into your day. <laughs> <laughs>